Hello, it is Ginger Bell. Today is Monday, March 30th, and welcome to the Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit video. Today in the U.S., we have 151,000 plus confirmed cases of the coronavirus, and we have 2,800 deaths. Stay safe, stay at home, take care of yourselves, stay positive, and enjoy this video of Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. Well, hi there. It is Ginger Bell, and I'm here with another episode of a brand new episode. <laughs> We've started a video series called Flatten the Curve, Not the Spirit. And this is in light of everything that's happening um, right now in the industry, or actually just throughout the whole world um, with the coronavirus. And so our goal in putting this together is to be able to provide some positivity, insight, information from um, some very special leaders that I know. And Cindy Ertman is definitely one of those. And so thank you, Cindy, for uh, hopping on and uh, being able to share some of what you're seeing, some advice as far as how to stay positive during these trying times. And I know you know that well because I had an opportunity last summer um, to actually hear you speak about your story for the very first time. And we've known each other for, gosh, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years. But I've never actually heard so much about you and your life and your story. And I know you've been through a lot of trying times, personal, you know, times that, um, that you've had loss and have had to overcome that. And, um, you know, when I saw you speak in California, I think we were in San Jose last year, um, I was just so moved by your message and your strength and your power. So I, I know you have some great information to be able to uh, to share. And I want to start off with, first and foremost, what are you doing to be able to uh, take care of yourself, take care of your mindset? Thanks, Ginger, for doing this. I'm really, really thrilled that you are because, it, you know, in times of uncertainty, I think it's really important that leaders band together and, and be able to block arms and really be able to create sort of this powerful force and to bring more and more people into that space because it's uncertain for all of us, right? And we go into that uncertain space, myself included. I found myself in my own little pity party last Friday. And, you know, being a mortgage coach and spending every day, all day supporting primarily leaders in our industry takes a lot of strength. And I've got to make sure that I have myself in the right place in order to be able to lift others up. And so the, the good news with my background, not only in 32 years of mortgage training, teaching, coaching, but also uh, 15 years of personal development training I've got a lot of practices, I would say, and sometimes I get off course and don't do all my practices like my meditation and my working out. And I just really got clear last Friday that this is time for me to go back and do the work. And so I got on my treadmill. I did 15 minutes of meditation. I pulled out three of my favorite books and I just made a decision that I was going to put one of my projects on hold that I was in the process of developing so that I could be all in to support my clients right now and to help them and their teams get through this together because it does take an army. So, you know, it was really interesting yesterday. I had three um, coaching calls back to back with three branch managers and they all originate. And I ask all three of them what their uh, biggest fears were and what their biggest challenges were. And I, I'm not kidding, Ginger, I think I wrote down like 30 or 40 things that came out of these three people's mouth, you know, and it was really um, feeling uh, like they're letting people down because they can't get to everybody. Right. There's no systems or priority, lots and lots of overwhelm. Um, all their, you know, support staff and operations staff is just taxed 
lots of, um, you know, tempers running high, people getting very frustrated and angry, both the clients and the operations team and the LOs and the leaders. And so there was just this, that everyone's voice was, they were talking very fast and very fueled. So really, I, I believe that the first thing we have to do is get very clear. We have to start with ourselves. Um, I was just on a call with one of my clients and there was a lot of projecting about her team. And I said, wait a minute, like you're the leader. We've got to work on you. Let's work on you and go internal because you've got to get above this so that you can show up as the strongest version of yourself. Right. So I think it's really looking at, for, for me, my morning practice really is consistent 15 minute meditation. Um, I've gotten much more intentional now. I, I have two private trainers that I have now put on hold. So um, back on my treadmill and my weights and my push-ups and my sit-ups and else, the fact that I'm making myself do that. I forced myself to go to bed early last night because I'm a late night owl, but in trying to build my immune system, I think that's key. I'm really making um, very intentional choices right now, maybe like we never have before, uh, getting enough sleep. Um, when I went shopping last weekend, like half of America Exactly. You know, I mean, really, instead of going for the, you know, canned foods and the frozen stuff, I went to buy as much fresh as I could to just eat as, as well as I can while I'm sort of in this home environment and making good choices that are going to fuel me so that I stay healthy so I can help support the people around us. And I think we have to start there. Absolutely. And, you know, part of the mindset, too, and you talked about going shopping. I was in Atlanta for two weeks with my son, helping him get uh, housing going for one of his projects that he has um, for an esports team. And, you know, we, we kind of we knew what was going on, but I think it hit us all, you know, that, that you look at the tipping point, And I know I think for for many of us, it was a tipping point when Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson ended up contracting the coronavirus and it's like, wow, that just kind of became personal, you know? And even though we don't know them, it's like became more real, at least for me it did. And so, you know, when I arrived home and, and same thing when, you know, shopping and, and you get into that, it's like, you know, planning for it. What do I need? I've never been in this place before. And I walked around the store and was amazed at what was wiped out, you know, things that it's like, Really, do you need that? Um, I had to laugh because um, I was in Hawaii for Hurricane Aniki some 30 years ago, and same kind of thing where we went to the grocery store because we had to, you know, get some things, and all of the spam was gone. <laughs> so, it was one of the first times I went to. It's like, okay, is there any spam left on the shelf in Oregon? <laughs> it's like there was, <laughs> amazingly enough. So it's like, you know, having those things, it's like, what's a priority to you in terms of feeling comfort? So I love that you're saying, you know, taking care of yourself. And, and you know, and for many people, that means making sure that you are able to provide for your family and, you know, being able to, to be comfortable there and then moving beyond that. And, and I love, you know, you're talking about eating fresh and doing those things. And so, you know, looking at that is so important. There was lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. Like it was funny, like it was full and everyone's like, there's no food, there's no food. I'm like, well, there's no frozen food or canned goods, but there's all these greens and vegetables and whole foods. So um, yeah, and you know, we're not in, in a food shortage. I mean, I do believe that this will course correct itself in the next week or so. I mean, clearly that 
you know, stores are cutting back hours. Trader Joe's, I was talking to their manager yesterday and they're cutting their hours back. They were only letting five people in at a time, you know, so they're monitoring that. So we're going to see some changes for sure. But look, Ginger, my, this is my belief. And this comes from being in the mortgage industry for 32 years and obviously just experiencing life in a big way. We do learn from our experience. And so we learn through adversity. And with the financial crisis, though this is extremely different, it's a crisis nonetheless, you know, and maybe a bigger magnitude. But, you know, I was running a branch and a region with my partner in Southern California. And we had a lot of people depending upon us. And when we had our own small mortgage bank at the beginning of 2007 and closed our mortgage bank down, shortly thereafter because we got our first million dollar buyback and we were a little tiny mortgage bank so that was not going to work and then we plugged into rpm mortgage later that year because we just needed to mitigate some of our risk but at the end of the day you know i don't think i got paid for probably two years as a leader we couldn't pay our staff and so you know i realized during that crisis that i wanted to stay in bed every day and put the covers over my face but i realized that the only way we were going to get out of crisis was to get up and take a step every day right a really strong stance step and so i will tell you personally i'm just like you and you know most of the people probably paying attention to this is that on friday when i was having my own feeling sorry for myself party i thought i have a choice I can either scale back, probably let go of some of my own staff, um, maybe focus more on one-on-one coaching and, and drop some of my other more corporate kind of programs, or I can go all in. Um, and I made a decision on Saturday that I was going to go all in because I kind of live my life, go big or go home. And one of the things I know for sure is there's so much opportunity during diversity if you don't go hide under a rock. Right. If you can, it can really, because I just believe that it's like talking to clients right now. I was um, on calls all day yesterday with coaching clients talking about, you know, you have to be fiercely confident on those calls. You've got to educate people on what's occurred with, with factual information. Mm-hmm. And if they're screaming and yelling, you know, I, one thing that I re- was reminded of yesterday with one of my coaching clients is in 2003, which was my biggest year of 200 million in personal production, I had a firing script taped to my computer. And it was like, I'm going to, my clients actually asked me to rewrite it because I remember it because I used it a lot because I thought when we're in these times and you have so many people needing your time, your energy and your attention, your expertise that I had no time for the people that were going to be rude to me, rude to my team, you know, and not appreciating how hard we were working on their behalf. So I had this little script that would say, gosh, Bob, you know, based on, you know, our, my experience of working together with you, I'm just feeling that you might be better served by another mortgage professional. And it was amazing, Ginger, like either they would just like go bye-bye instantly, which almost never happened. I would say, are you firing me? (laughs) Pretty much because I've got a hundred people behind you that are, are wanting to spend time with me and gain my expertise and let me help them. And they would normally just say, I am so sorry. I'll do whatever you need me to do. And they would just be model, you know, model clients after that. So mm-hmm. acting boldly right now and strongly and prioritizing, I think is big. Um, focus kept coming up yesterday. I'm so unfocused because we're concerned about our families, our companies, our businesses, our friends, our children. And it's a lot. So really when you are at work and when you are focused on your clients, 
prioritizing. I had one of my clients just yesterday said, go through all 26 of your files right now and prioritize, you know, one through 26 and finish one before you go on to two. You know, getting out of overwhelm is about taking action and taking a step. And so, you know, thinking doesn't get ourselves out of fear, but action does. So when I made a decision Saturday to, to act boldly, I hired a company to rebuild my website. I hired a new coach for myself and I hired a social media expert and I decided that I'm going to give it all I have to support people that I can, you know. And we need you doing that. I love that what you use of going boldly because that's really what it takes. And opportunity does exist, will exist. But I think by just opening yourself up and being there and helping people, then those other things will fall into place. Um, you know, I've told um, my son for a long time, and um, I had shared with us our with uh, our friend Sue Woodard that there's two ways to give and you can give, you know, palm up where expecting someone to, to give back or you can give palm down where you're giving. And by doing that and, and with your coaching clients, just giving them all you got living boldly um, is an opportunity just to be open to what the possibilities are. And I did the same with my staff because, you know, they were concerned as far as, you know, what's going to happen. And, you know, I did calls on Monday as soon as we got back and, I said, you know what, this is the direction we're going in. Similar to you, it's like we have a new website we're launching and we were going to put it off until April. I said, get everything done, get the website launched. I said, right now, we're just giving people what they need with positive messages. And that's what I want to focus on. And that's why I decided, you know, I'm going to start the, everyone's talking about flatten the curve. It's like, okay. It, I understand that term, but it just sounds so negative. <laughs> like, yes, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, I'm not a mathematician, and I understand, you know, how this works as far as numbers and why they're doing it. Um, but let's, you know, not flatten the spirit. And so being able to do that and to live boldly, not to be afraid and not to hide under the covers, to be able to do that I think is so important. So you talked about three books that you're reading. So what are those three books? Well, I, I always have like 15 on my... <laughs> but right now, I mean, it's like if there's one thing, you know, I used to be a corporate trainer with Dale Carnegie Training, and he wrote the book, you know, um, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, and I have a very old copy of it that someone had given to me um, on my bookshelf, and I pulled that out last night. It's like, you know what? This is a perfect book to read right now. So finding, you know, what resonates to you, I think, is so important, so you know, and, and Jack Canfield is a, a good friend of yours, and I know that you have worked with him for a very long time, and he has a lot of great books out there. So, he does, yeah. and I'm still a huge fan of the success principles. I was thinking mm -hmm. about it this morning, and one of the things I wanted to share with you, because you and I have talked about this many times, is, um, you know, E plus R equals O, which is probably right. my greatest lesson that I learned from Jack, and it's so appropriate right now today. It's um, events plus outcome, uh, events plus response equals outcome. So E plus R equals O. We can't control frequently the events of our life, but we can control how we respond to them. We can make different choices if we don't like the way that we are responding to them to create the outcome we desire. And, um, you know, I have used the analogy many times. Um, I was just actually tapped to my own inner core fear. I was asked to present to Jack's Transformational Leadership Council down in Panama. 
and to be presenting to some of the world's greatest transformational leaders was definitely a, a, a hit me between my fear zone. But um, it was it was also very fun to be able to get up and share with that audience that really embodying events plus response equals outcome in my own life and realizing that I could control how I responded to life's events. And so I was reminded of that when I pulled out the success principles this morning of, you know, we have the choices to how we respond. We can choose even when it's uncomfortable to create the outcome. So when you're looking at managing your teams, groups of LOs, if, um, and just a leader in your own life, when you're dealing with your own LOA or your process or whatever it may be, it's like really, it's like tapping into how you are responding to this event and being the best version of yourself and leading by example because we're all leaders of our own life. Right. And really embodying that and making sure that we are setting and having that conversation with ourselves. I was coaching one of my clients yesterday. She's having major anxiety um, because she's sort of in an epicenter of this being in Seattle. And so you know, just doing affirmations of I am healthy and strong and replacing the negative self-chatter with the fear. Um, so there's a lot of practices we can do. And honestly, if we do them, they make a difference. And myself included, I have to be conscious about doing things that are fueling me. Um, many years ago, I lost my best friend was murdered and it was a tragic story. But through that, I had to stop watching the news. Mm -hmm. for many years, because let's face it, the news finds us, right? Like I, I'm not at a loss for news, but I became aware yesterday that I asked some of my friends to stop texting me updates on the virus. I'm, you know, as educated as I need to be right now to take precautions for my family and, and the people in my life. But I just, I have to disconnect. I disconnected from social media. I'm back to my two 15 minute, um, one in the morning, one at night and decided to replace that with positive messaging, watching things on TV last night that brought me joy and disconnecting from that to empower me. And because like what we put in, you know, is, is what comes out. So if we're fueling the fear, the other thing that I know for sure, I mean, like we all have fear, you know, we do, but the more we can focus on um, present. And I'm really aware of this. When we really think about what we're afraid of, it's usually something in the future. It's a, it's a reaction that's going to come. So yeah. our fear is what's coming, even though it hasn't come yet. We don't know where this virus is going. We don't know how long it's going to be with us. So we fear that it's that uncertainty. But the more we can bring ourselves back to present today, like right now, today, physically feeling your chair. I am in my chair. I'm in my body. I'm okay today. I have food to eat today. My family's healthy today. Really focused on what I can control and what I can influence. And I'm very intentional after running a branch with 32 LOs. I trained myself on that because it was so easy to go into fear about things that hadn't occurred yet. Right. So just one of the things is bringing yourself consciously back to, am I okay right now? You know, and if not, then what do I need to do for my family? Or maybe what do I need to do that? One of the things I started thinking about over the weekend was not, you know, the toilet paper scare, but like what would make me feel more comfortable being at home? 
And so um, I'm going to go this week and buy flowers for my garden because it will be spring soon. And that will make me feel happy in my little backyard. Um, I went and bought my favorite coffee and enough so that I wasn't going to run out of my favorite coffee because that brings me joy in the morning. Pulled out some of my favorite books. And I think we need to be intentional about what are the things that bring us joy. And, you know, one of my clients, she said, you know, as stressed as I am about this, I haven't spent that much time with my kids in a while as last weekend. It's like, you know, let's look, I think there's something to be said for when we don't listen, we get a big wake up call and maybe it's time that we listen and and actually do what they're suggesting we do, which is self-regulation and self-seclusion to some degree to be able to get to the other side of this more quickly. And be socially responsible to make sure that more people don't contract this thing. Right. And I think taking that approach too of not the fear of, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen, but the fact that we are human beings and this is a choice we're making to do that, to be socially responsible um, to the next generation. And, you know, by making, by us standing up and making a difference, then that can give us a sense of empowerment and also a sense of purpose. Because I think when we get into situations like that, we lose sight of our sense of purpose. And so being able to frame that, I think is very important. I agree with you wholeheartedly that just think back, like, why do we do what we do? And let's go back to that and make sure people know why we're here. Um, and the difference that we're here to make. I mean, it's in the mortgage industry, certainly. I mean, the difference of supporting people's lives and creating the safety through homeownership, it's such a big deal. And, and we sometimes forget, you know, what a difference maker that is. You know, it's, it's a very, 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 very big deal. And yeah. The other thing that I, I would love to have people start to think about, it's really about how can we now pivot? you know, and be nimble as look at, look at how much change we've had in the industry. I mean, it's just been ridiculous and crazy. So we've had to change so many times over. So what can we do now, given, you know, at least for now, the new norm to begin to conduct our business in new ways and be on the front end of that curve. And if it's video conferencing like this, I mean, I'm glad I've been leading trainings on zoom now for some time. So I'm very, (laughs) and if you haven't, then talk to your company and find out what kind of video conferencing you have access to and get trained on it and just stay close to people. You know, I'll tell you, reaching out to all of your clients, particularly to all your top referral partners, um, to obviously everybody that's important in your life to use this time to really connect with people on a deep level is probably the single biggest thing I believe people can do. Right. Create some new, you know, be innovative as to how can we communicate with people now in a little different way to stand out from the crowd. How can we be on the front end of the curve of creating our business in a different way and and educating people on we've pivoted, we're changing the way we do business, and this is how our team works, and really being clear about what that looks like. Brainstorm with your team about the things that you can do to positively, you know, positively show up strong for people and maybe even educate your realtor partners on ways that they can do business a little bit differently as well. Because I think we've got, you know, we have two choices. We can either let our emotions just completely take over and run us, or we can choose to run our emotions, you know? And I think it's important right now that we just really focus on anything that keeps us strong. Well, and the face-to-face, I think, is so important. You know, there's a lot of people that are working virtually now that have never worked virtually. 
And so being able just to have, just like you and I said, it's like, you know, we see each other, not that often when we do, it's like we, you know, we're never separated and have a wonderful time. But think about having those conversations, you know, with your family, with, you know, people you, you haven't talked to for a while, just to reach out to them. And with Zoom, it's very simple. I'm actually, so I'm doing a webinar tomorrow and I'm going to do a series of these for a while on how to set up virtual meetings and how to do the invites and how to do, because a lot of people have never done that. So it's like, you know what? I can show you how to do that because I mean, I've been leading webinars you know, since GoToMeeting and GoToWebinar were invented. So it's like, that's my expertise. And finding that as far as what is your expertise that you can share? You know, I always say, always pass on what you have learned. And so look to that to be able to do that and, and sharing. And, you know, if you have kids at home, think about doing that for your kids too. You know, if you don't have an iPhone and to do FaceTime, Facebook you can do FaceTime with. And they can talk to their friends so they can, you know, set up, set up play dates. I mean, be, as you said, to be inventive as far as um, what you're doing. So I have a question for you. You talked about coaching a lot of leaders. What are you telling your leaders as far as um, being able to share a message with their staff to give them that um, sense of security, to calm them down, to be positive? Well, I think like anything else, strength and confidence is really, really empowering right now. I mean, we all need support. And one of the leaders I was talking to this morning, um, she just was candidly scared. And she said, I don't, know, I don't even know what to say, you know, to the to my leaders and, and to get them all together and, and get them all rowing together. And so actually what I said to her is, why don't you let me get on a phone, phone with you and your leaders and let me help? Um, you know, because right now, I think there's, there's a lot that we can do as leaders to support one another. And I think if we're, if we're focused on supporting the leaders, then we can help the leaders get the message out to the team. Okay. So obviously, we have to address fear. And I think just companies have to get clear on what their message is, because clarity is what it's all about. Right. You know, we've gotten some very clear messaging from, you know, the, the mortgage bank that I still have my license at. So getting clarity of communication is is key. So just making sure that all the leaders are rowing in the same direction, staying in, in consistent communication. Um, one of the leaders this morning said, I would normally just get on a plane and fly there, but now I don't want to get on a plane. I said, then if that's your cue to schedule um, a video conferencing meeting with your team right now, get everybody on the boat right now because everybody is concerned about what's coming. So at the very least, keep the communication and dialogue going. Right. And because that's you think about with with mortgage clients, it's about the communication so that people feel safe. And as long as they know that their leadership is working diligently, you're going to be informed every step of the way. And we are here to support you. I think the biggest thing, like I've been telling my clients is, yes, we do our calls every two weeks. But I am telling you and, you know, from now until the next few months, whatever I have to do. Um, you know how to find me. You know how to reach me. If you need extra support, I want you to reach out to me because I am committed to be there and help you through this. So strength, confidence, communication, clarity, um, compassion, understanding how difficult this is because, look, we all are interpreting this in a million different ways, right? And it changes minute by minute based on whatever yeah news you're watching or somebody calls you or you're worried about your kids or whatever. So yeah, that moves constantly. 
And so, so much of it as a leader is building community with your people. And so they feel safe. And so building the community, that's why I think this video conferencing thing is such a big deal. Um, I was just, I, I think I'm going to, we talked about with a whole group of girlfriends getting on and just doing um, Zoom happy hour with all my girlfriends. So, I mean, because it's fun and we can at least have a glass of wine and celebrate each other and share our stories and, and catch up on families and celebrate community and the love that we have for one another. I'm also, I'm putting together very quickly. I, it's, I'm, it'll be within the next 10 days. I'll give you the date when I have it. I don't have it clarified yet. But I'm going to do just a complimentary webinar, no sales, no nothing, just um, called How to Manage During Trying Times. And just to help people have some very specific skill sets to help their teams, to help their originators, to help with their own business, to just make some sense out of this because we need leadership right now more than ever before. And so how you can lead boldly, stand up tall, even in the midst of uncertainty by taking a step each and every day. And just that single leading by example to get up, be proactive, call people, check in on your people, text them. I've been doing that all weekend. And I spent four hours straight on Sunday listening to Barry Habib's, you know, Facebook Live, which was amazing, writing a very lengthy email to all my coaching clients so they could walk in the door on Monday from a place of strength. Right. And I we all need that right now. So I want, I'm putting together a webinar that I'll get it out through Facebook. I'd love to have you help me share that because I just want to be there to help support um, an industry that's, um, that's in crisis financially right now. And yet it's so funny, like people feel like it's a crisis and yet it's also been, you know, it's, it's such an amazing time. Some of the, you know, my clients are having the biggest months of their entire career. So lots of success going out there too. And now knowing how to take that and pivot so we can kind of wrap our arms around it and say, we may not have all the answers, but we're going to go through this together. and We're going to be there, support each other through it. Exactly. And, and thank you for helping us to, uh, to go through it together as well. Your advice and your wisdom is absolutely so phenomenal. And I'm so blessed to have you as a friend. And I thank you so much for hopping on this video. Um, I I'm, have a, a feeling we'll probably do another one. I'm going to, you know, as, as we progress, we're hoping, you know, if we get through 14 days, then it's like we can, you know, but um, whatever's after that. And uh, for those of you who are listening, you can um, find out more about Cindy. Where Give them your information because I know people listen to you and they're like, I want more of Cindy. Where can I find her? My website is cindyertman.com, C-I-N-D-Y-E-R-T-M-A-N. Um, if I do offer free exploratory, free exploratory coaching calls um, at info at cindyertman.com, you can just email my team um, if you'd like to have a call. And like I said, I'm going to be doing some complimentary coaching sessions just to be able to help people kind of navigate this and support them through it because you know, not everybody has the means to hire a coach. I understand that, but I also understand the value. And I will tell you that my high level mortgage mastermind elite group, which is a year long program, we're about three quarters of the way through. We have our group call tomorrow and they're all emailing each other going, I can't wait to be on this call because it's right. such a community and they have wrapped their arms around each other and are supporting each other through it. And that's a beautiful place to be. So I think we all need support. Um, and so, you know, reaching out and asking for help when you need it. A lot of people go through their journey in silence when they're really struggling. And so whether it's going to your leadership, whether it's going to your own manager, whether it's calling friends, but 
really utilizing community to support you right now and to ask for help when you need it. Absolutely. And uh, I wrap my arms around you. And you know, I am here in Portland. So if your son needs anything at all. Thank you. I appreciate it. here. Thanks, Ginger. You're the best. Thanks for doing this. And I'm here to support you in any way I can. Absolutely. So uh, thanks for tuning in and uh, make sure and um, if you're on YouTube, click subscribe. Um, we're going to post this in a couple of different places. I'll send you a copy to post as well. And our goal here is to flatten the curve, not the spirit. So thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ginger. Take care. Bye-bye.